Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. What's going on, guys? It's Mike Cerrone from the DC Crossover Podcast. Ben and I have been producing audio content since our teenage years. But now, don't we wish we had the tools you guys have to create and distribute your own content? Let me quickly tell you about our new sponsor, Anchor. Now, if you haven't heard about Anchor, it's definitely something I love using. One reason, because it's free, people, F-R-E-E. As most of you may know, free is one of my favorite words, so don't get that mixed up. So no charge to start up with Anchor. Now let's talk about how easy it is to use. With Anchor, there are creation tools that allow you guys to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Super simple and super accessible from anywhere. Now that you recorded, how do you distribute to the streaming apps? Anchor does it for you, folks. Whether it be Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or more, they got you. Using Anchor, you can actually make money from your podcast. Straight hard cash, homie. Whether you have a handful of friends, family, or group that wants to hear your content, there is no minimum listenership. It's everything you would ever need to make a podcast in one simple place. Want to get started? Here's what you guys need to do. Download the free Anchor app on your phone or go to anchor.fm to get your podcast started today. Now back to our nation's capital with Sarone and Simpson. As the Nationals are strike away from franchise history and some World Series history. Swing and a miss! Swing and a miss! Swing and a miss! And a World Series Game 7 winning Curly W is in the books! It's not a dream! It's not a desert mirage! It's Lord Stanley! And he is coming to Washington! Oh, great crossover. Got him. That's called getting put on skates. Down to two, down to one, and the Washington football team with the upset in Pittsburgh. Handing the Steelers their first loss of the season, coming back from 14-0 down. What a win. The show by the fans for the fans. Covering all four major sports in the District of Champions. It's the DC Crossover Podcast with your hosts, Mike Cerrone and Ben Simpson. Hello and welcome to another episode of the DC Crossover. I am Ben Simpson. That is Mike Cerrone. And we are bringing you episode number 63. Yes, we've done 62 of these, and we have another one in store for you today. Whether you're listening to us live on The Contender, whether you are listening to us on iTunes, Spotify, or if you're just leaning your head into your neighbor's window and overhearing us, uh, maybe they're watching us on their YouTube channel or something like that. Mike's camera's going all over the place. (laughs) That scared the heck out of me. I thought you just had a heart attack. We're off (laughs) to a great start. Um, and, uh, yeah, hope you enjoyed the special live version of the podcast that we had last week 
where Mike and I took over the airwaves of the contender. It was fun. Mike, it took me back to the old WGMU days of being mm -hmm. on the radio, having a phone line, and having no calls. That was the WGMU yes. special. <laughs> yes, that was definitely the special. And we did have one call, which uh, we might, you know, we might share that out one of these days, but... That was uh, not a call about sports. It was a call about concerts. Right. And Classic. we didn't do a show about concerts. So that was definitely a trip back in the day. So I, I did dig that out of the vault, the uh, first pick vault, and uh, showed that to you. And we got a good chuckle out of it. So we'll have to release that one of these days. Yeah, that is one of the classic uh, first pick DC crossover type moments was Mike and I being live on the air, receiving a phone call from a concert goer uh, who had won tickets from the station and uh, for some reason, there was some sort of issue at the box office, and they called our live sports radio show <laughs> as if we had any sort of situ uh, abilities to help them out with the situation. Um, but you know what? It was still fun. TheContender.com, you can listen to our show. It streams live typically on Tuesdays at noon after Bill Rowland's show. Um, so he's kind of like our opener, and we're the main event. Yeah. We're the headliner. Uh, no, wow. Bill does a great job. Listen to his show. He does his show live on Tuesdays, yeah. so you get kind of the live reactions there. Mike and I will hopefully be doing some more live stuff with the contender uh, moving forward. The best way to keep in touch with that sort of thing is follow us on Twitter at the DC Crossover for myself and at Cerrone16 for Michael. Um, and that's the best way you can keep track with what we are up to. Um, but, Mike, before we get to all the sadness of this episode because of just how terrible Yikes. DC sports is, let's, let's talk a little bit of happy things. It's Memorial oh. Day weekend. Um, you know, it is a little dark and dreary out today and yesterday. It was a little bit colder, a little rainier. I don't even know how those fans did it going to the Nats game yesterday where it just rained right. all day. But Mike, I want to know, look like uh from social media, look like you had you were enjoying yourself at a few a few establishments, a few um breweries and restaurants and things like that yesterday. Did you have a good time? Yeah, it was a very good time. I mean, I actually forgot that it was uh Memorial Day weekend. Oh, I mean, okay. The thing about, you know, being a teacher in today's crazy coronavirus, you know, what, all this kind of hoopla that's going on is that everyone's just trying to survive to the finish. Sure. Because there's so many rules and different things of that nature where, honestly, I didn't have any clue that this was Memorial Day weekend <laughs> because of the sole fact that you're counting down the days until this year is over and then hopefully next year everything goes back to normal because I work in Fairfax County. And they're going back to five days a week next year. And who knows about the masks and all that kind of stuff. But at the same time, you're looking at it and saying, like, I didn't even know it was a holiday. You know what? <laughs> I mean, I because mean, also we have Mondays for planning and, and meetings and stuff like that. So Mondays isn't usually a go-into-work day for the most part. I mean, you can if you need to and whatnot because the school is open and they do have the office staff there and whatever. Um, as I'm sure, uh, Abby knows that cause you know, your wife is, uh, is working for Fairfax County as well. Yep. Um, not lately, obviously cause of the whole entire baby, but at the same time, you know, you're looking at it and saying, well, not going in, I should say. Sure. Sure. Um, I got you. But you know <laughs> I, underst I, mean, I understand. Okay. Well, sorry. On the camera, it looked like I was wrong. So I was like, well, I'm going to correct myself. Um, but, uh, yeah, so it's just like, everyone's just trying to count down and it's kind of like J Jimmy V survive in advance, you know, just, j just every single day you're counting down the days and, you know, this is really, you know, the holidays, sweet, great uh, holiday. You know, it's like I didn't really think of anything more. Um, but, yes, did go to a couple of different places. Um, you were frequenting, what, Old Town Alexandria, it looked like? Yes, yes, last I night. I love finally a good Old went Town. To finally went to Port City. Is actually yeah. is one of my favorite local beers. Sure. And that actually was a nice place, pretty nice place. Um, and, Shout out uh, to Port City. I'm a Solace Brewing guy. 
but oh, but okay. Port City is a solid, solid spot for sure. Oh yeah, the, the partly cloudy is one of my newer faves. Yes, partly cloudy is great. A, <laughs> it's a solid, uh, solid, solid choice of beverage. I'm a but, Lucy um, Juicy guy. It's like a double ooh. IPA or something. It's crazy. But no, you, you know more. Uh, uh, I, Go ahead. There's a lot of different breweries. I mean, the crazy <laughs> thing about being in the Northern Virginia area, obviously our show is DC based. Uh, there's breweries all over the place. I mean, it's, it's Sterling, oh, yeah. Herndon, Rested. I mean, there's breweries everywhere. Um, so for beer lovers like Michael and myself, I mean, there's there's you got you got everything you could possibly need. Uh, as far as I mean, there's breweries. There's one right down the road from me, Mustang Sally. Right. Shout out to them in Chantilly. Oh, I went there. I went oh, yeah, there. Uh, I, think it, I think it was last last week. I believe it was. Did you were you um, were probably five minutes away from my house. <laughs> oh well, yeah, well, I already live like ten minutes away that's from your true, house. So, anyways, true. but that's, besides the point, like literally, we were there. Me and my girlfriend were there, and all of a sudden, this like huge bus of guys came in. It was like a bachelor party, something or another party, and. It was, I mean, it was really weird. Like, we were trying to make bets on uh, which one was the groom because they were all, like, wearing rings. And then one guy was trying to direct people. And we just, we were trying to figure out who was who. And uh, Mustang Sally is not a bad place, though. Mustang yeah. Sally, it's a pretty, pretty solid establishment, pretty solid drive. I don't really like how it's all the way in the back. You have to drive all the way back there. Yeah, and stuff right. like that. It's kind of like hidden. That's the weird thing about weird, breweries but... in this area is they'll be in, like, office parks. So it'll be like yeah. you're, you'll be expecting to go work for like Dunder Mifflin, and next thing you know, <laughs> there's Mustang Sally's. It's it's kind of a wild scene, but the beer lovers, it's it's a great it's a great place to be, Northern Virginia yeah. for that. Port Port City was actually a really nice. I think it'd be nice to go there and watch like you know a, a playoff game or something of that sure. nature. Um, but uh, definitely was nice uh, checking that place out. Finally, I've been wanting to check that out for a couple of years now, but. Yeah, it was definitely a, a pr- pretty 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 fun weekend. But the last couple weekends, been venturing out to see some new breweries and different things of that nature because the school is winding down, like like I said. But uh, Memorial Day weekend madness has basically you know always been a thing. And today I went real quick story. Today I went to Costco, and uh, when I went inside there, it was just. I mean, people walking slow, just like checking out the aisles. It's like, yo, get in, get out. America's like, back, figure, man. Fi- America's fi- back, baby. Fi- <laughs> yeah, fi- America's back, baby. <laughs> but just figure out what you want. Like, I was, I, I went in there to pick up a cake because my, oh, my, my grandma is. We're, 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 we're celebrating uh, her birthday uh, tomorrow. Shout out to and her. My mom, yeah, shout out to Graham. And my mom, I said, hey, can you go get the cake? And I said, okay, that's fine. So I went in there. I got the cake. Costco cakes, by the way, underrated. They're some yeah. of the best. Oh, I had a Costco cake at my wedding. Costco cakes oh, are whoa. fantastic. Well, my favorite c- cake is the chocolate chocolate Costco cake. Sure, sure, uh, sure. That that is already pre-made. It's in the, it's oh, right yeah, there. Yeah. They don't they, they didn't sell them over the virus because not people were just going out and buying cakes. Right. Um, you know, but uh, they, they need to bring that back. But at the same time, this is like a customized cake and everything, obviously. And uh, I went in there, and not to mention there was a guy that was like six foot seven. He looked like he played for the Knicks. Yeah, the Wizards could have like, used was, him. They, they could have used him. We'll get to that, but it. It was kind of crazy, though, because, like, of course, this one guy sees I have a cake. That's all I have. And he points me into this, oh, this line's not that long. And he points me to that that, that way. But then the self-checkout was right there, and he wouldn't let me go into self-checkout. So I'm like, I sat there for 15, 20 minutes oh, waiting for this whole entire family to, to, to go and Because when you go to Costco, bre- most folks are oh. not there to buy two or three things. The Costco right. trip is normally a thing where you're buying in bulk, you're buying it's a, a bunch of stuff. Exactly. Like it's a once every couple weeks sort of thing. Yeah. So you got to be able to go to self-checkout if you're just a one guy, Oof. a one item yeah. guy. Did you grab yourself a little hot dog or a slice of za while you were there? No, I did not. Uh, I did not. Do, I don't. I didn't see the well, pizza Well, maybe they don't even have, menu. I haven't been to Costco in a long time, so maybe they don't even have that right now because of COVID. I don't know. 
Well, they do have the cool uh, self like ordering kiosk thing, which is actually a pretty neat sure. thing. Because remember, remember how you always have to wait in line. Oh, forever! Kind of it takes forever then. But the, the 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 worst part was is that I was trying to pull out right, and this one guy, I see this person opening up their trunk, and literally they barely got to their trunk, and this guy is holding up ten cars just to get that one spot. Hate that. And I'm like, dude. Like, there's so many spots here, man. Just, just by the time you park and walk, you'll be in the store before you even get a chance to park at this. I mean, oh man! Plus, if you're that the guy putting stuff me. away in your trunk, you feel the pressure of like, because like when I settle in my car, I like to take my time, I buckle my seatbelt, get my music ready, like plug my phone in the charger, get it up on the desk. You know, like there's a, there's a process. So if I got a guy waiting on me to pull out, I mean, it's like a daycare. I feel pressure because there's like a line when I'm dropping off my daughter. There's a line of people behind me, so. After I hand her off, like there's a lot of pressure, so sometimes I don't even put the seatbelt oh, yeah. on. I just peel out of the parking lot because <laughs> I get so nervous. Well that's, a, well, that's the funny thing. I put the cake in there, and this one guy was eyeing me, so I just stared right back at him. Yeah, that's and then he, just, then he was like, all right, I'm just going to keep moving. Uh, but that's that's just the weirdest thing, man, is when people are you know setting stone in their ways. And I, I was trying to get Costco gas, too, because I figured oh, yeah. you know, cause I'm driving out to Manassas tomorrow, and I only Especially have Especially like, with the prices gallons. these days, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I was like, you know what? Let me get some gas right now while I'm already over here. And the problem with the Sterling Costco, because that's where the cake was ordered, where the Sterling Costco is, it's hard to get into the gas station because if it's a long line and people are, are morons, they try to like pull into the one little section so it blocks the whole entire lane. Oh, yeah. People were beeping at me and beeping at me. I just so I just looked at the people and I said, come on through. And I just made a little line so all the people that were trying to come out of Costco can get through. Oh, people were just honking at me. And I'm like, I, I, I'm trying to turn into the gas you gotta station. you got to get the man. Costco gas, oh. man. That's why, you, that's why oh. people are part of Costco is for that gas. The Costco well, has a special and, gas. I don't know why. Yes, it's special. Yeah. Well, what about the whole entire gas shortage thing? Because didn't that that lasted like a day, and everyone's like the freaking prices out are over, still oh. high or something. I don't know, man. I ne- I never missed the that's day. Another yeah, I, I, that's another podcast. That's another podcast. I guess. Another, oh, yeah. Let's get started. Yeah. Let's let's get going here. Let's talk. Uh, <laughs> let's talk a little Memorial DC day sports. We'll, 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 first, we'll hit up the rewind. A chance to discuss a little bit about the disaster that's been the last week or so of DC sports. We'll start things off with the Washington Wizards. Oh, and three this week. It is playoff basketball time. Started off on Sunday, game one versus Philly, lost 125-118. This was a, a game that, and we'll talk about it in a little bit, but kind of a winnable game, I thought, especially going into the game, and it really kind of stayed close throughout, but no answer for Tobias Harris. 37 points for him. Beal pours in 33 for the Wiz. On Wednesday, lost to Philly, 120-95 game two. Beal with another 33-point game, didn't get a whole lot of help. And then yesterday as we record this, Game 3, 132-103. This was a blowout pretty much from the second quarter. Embiid pours in 36. The guy could have had 66 um, if, if, if they had left him in for longer. Wizards 0-3 this week. I'll just jump into the Nats real quick, Mike. 1-5 week for them. Uh, some more losing here. Tuesday, lost 2-1 to Cincy. Uh, Schurz pitched a pretty good game. Two runs, five hits, seven innings, but still lost 2-1. to one. Offense wasn't there. Wednesday. He actually got a win, 5-3. Josh Bell, who started to kind of turn things around a little bit. Trey Turner knocks in a run as well. Um, And then the Brewers series started. Saturday was the doubleheader day because Friday got rained out, so it was going to be two seven-inning games. Nats lost them both. First one, 4-1. Freddy Peralta pitched a complete game. Seven innings, though. Seven-inning complete game. I don't know if I counted as that. One run, four hits. Nats couldn't do anything. And then the second game later that evening, 6-2. Uh, pretty close game for a while. Then the Nats give up four runs in the sixth. And then on Sunday, 3 nothing. Brandon Woodruff 
shutout. Nats can't score a damn run. Even with Juan Soto batting leadoff, Davey Martinez put him at the leadoff spot. I don't know. But uh, what went on with Washington football team, Mike? Uh, the biggest thing for the Washington football team over the last like week or so uh, that Ryan Kerrigan, the former Redskins slash WFT member, longtime member, one of the highest sack leaders in the entire organization, has signed with the Philadelphia Eagles. So kind of a similar situation uh, with Bryce Harper, even though Bryce Harper was in his prime. Ryan Kerrigan's at the tail end of his career, but he wanted to go somewhere where he could start. And the Washington football team's defensive line and linebacking core is just on uh, fire right now in the rankings. So, you know, Ryan Kerrigan was just losing spots from, to all these young guys, so he ended up trying to go to a spot uh, in the Philadelphia Eagles where he could start most likely and, uh, I guess, get a little leg up on WFT. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see Kerrigan play for the Eagles and play yeah. this Washington football team division rival, um, and we'll get into that probably in the next cu- couple weeks. We'll start getting into some skins talk. It's OTAs and things like that kick off. Um, we're right around the corner for fo- from football season, and we are starting to wind down now that the cap season is done. The wizard season will probably be done after tomorrow. Um, <laughs> so then it will just basically be Nats talk until uh, the Washington football team plays. But the team is still alive for now. Let's talk. The Washington Wizards. A little Washington Wizards. Oh, boy. Down 0-3. In the first round series to Philly. And before we get to we're going to play a little true or false game, uh, Mike and I. Yippee! Um, before <laughs> I get to that, though, I mean, look, we did not necessarily, going into this Philly series, I don't think you or I, Mike, like we're thinking, oh, yeah, this eight, this is going to be the eight seed beating the one seed. We're going to see this team pull off the unthinkable. We didn't right. think that. Did you anticipate what has happened to this point? Like, did you see this team just getting absolutely demolished and likely swept? Or did you think they would at least work in a win, maybe two? I know I said six games was my prediction, that the Wizards were at least going to take two games. Right now, it's not looking like that at all. So I just want to know, like, did this has this gone the way you thought it was going to go? Well, the biggest thing that me and you talked about prior to the play-in games were... Uh, who who we who do we want to face in that play or in that uh, either one eight or two seven? Do we want to play the Nets? Do we want to play the Sixers? You said the Sixers. I said the Nets. Uh, you know the Nets have looked pretty pr- pretty damn good to be honest with you. Um, uh, ex- despite that last game, even uh, when Jason Tatum went for fifty plus, yeah. but. At the same time, I said the Nets because of their defensive prowess not being as high as the Sixers, but it's hard when Embiid is getting double teamed, and that's what their main focus is: is okay, let's let's double team, you know, Joel Embiid, and he's still making fadeaway buckets. So at that point in time, you got a situation where you know he's just basically running us into the ground. I mean, he's just saying, hey. I'm not going to take this series lightly, even though you guys have triple-double machine Russ, Russ Westbrook, one of the, the leading scorers in the entire NBA, Bradley Beal. I'm going to show you that I am the best big man in the league, and that's what he's trying to do right now. Now, I don't know if he is the best big man in the league. I, I would say he's in the top two or three yeah. uh, with with Jokic up there and so I on agree. and so forth. But at the same time, I think we possibly could have had a better chance against the Nets, but as of right now, I definitely thought the same thing as you, that we could possibly steal a game, maybe even two, uh, you know, late in the game when, say, Ben Simmons goes 0 for 10 from the free throw line or something of that nature. Um, but that obviously hasn't happened. <laughs> so, you know, when, when we're down 0-3, and then, then if you look at the scores, I mean, just look at the scores now. I mean, okay, the first game, 
okay, not that bad. We were in it. We were down by around five, you know, late in the game. But then the last two games, we basically got blown out by 25 plus. So it's like, what are we supposed to do here? Like, where where are we supposed to go? And I think the whole entire fact of the matter is, is that we are not the team that people can see and say, oh, this team is going to be possibly an upset. Like, I even texted you about the Heat, okay? The Heat, I thought the Heat had a good chance to possibly upset the Bucks, But they're just, as you said in our text thread, they aren't the type of spark team like they were in the bubble last year. And that actually was a good analysis by you, so congratulations. Thank you. Uh, but <laughs> You're welcome. But uh, at the same time, it's like you're looking at us, and you know we're just not the team that can go out there against a team as formidable as the Sixers and win uh, uh, you know, two or three games in a row or whatever it may be because the sole fact that the Sixers are seeing us day in and day out now, not once every three weeks or something of that nature. So I think they just, they just know where our kryptonite is right now. And after that first game, they, they took notice and they were like, all right, let's just, let's just beat these guys into the dirt and, and let's just take it away. And that's the problem is that first game, it looked like the type of series I thought this was going to be. The Wizards lost a close game. They were in that game for a while. And then, you know, Philly's able to turn it on. And I thought the Wizards yeah. make Philly, made Philly work pretty hard in that one. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm with you. I think I thought they would put up more of a fight. The defense has been horrendous. Um, mm-hmm. Beal's not getting a whole lot of help on offense. And they have no answer for Joel Embiid. It has not been pretty. Um, let's play a little true or false, Michael. Ooh. We got the game show music going here. Um all right, first up, true or false? I've not seen these questions either. True or false? The Wizards are one piece away from contending. And by contending, I mean, I'll clarify, a call it top a, four a top four seed. Exactly. Exactly. So you know what okay. I'm talking about. Yeah, oh, yeah, I do. Uh, top four seed from contending. I would say true. I would say if they can get someone to go along and be a starter possibly at that 4-5 position, not another forward. I need a power forward slash center that can crash the boards and get those get those mean rebounds and have Russ be the point guard and drive and dish to Bradley Beal or feed inside to that, that one guy. So we'll see what happens. I say yes to a top four seed, contend for a title, mm, not so much. I'm going to say false. I'm going to say the Wizards are at least – Three pieces away from oh, contending. Boy. Here's what I need. I need a defensive stopper, a Jay Crowder type of guy that can come in the game, gives you some edge, and can True. defend guys like Ben Simmons, like Tobias Harris, and things like that. I'm going to need a superstar, like you said, at the four or the three or something along those lines, that a third option for Russ and Beal on offense. And then I'm going to need a big man that can guard Joel Embiid. That's what I need. Yeah. Because right now, Alex Len can't do it. Daniel Gafford, bless his heart, he can't do it. Robin Lopez can't do it. Thomas Bryant, I don't know. We haven't really been seeing Thomas Bryant in forever. Uh, yeah. Thomas Bryant can sure get under the skin of uh, Joel Embiid, but could he actually contain him? I don't know. Um, so you're true, I'm false. Uh, second question here. Davis Bertans is a giant bust. Miguel, I'll go first here. I am go going to say an absolute emphatic true. Davis <laughs> Bertans sucks. He sucks. <laughs> Think about this. Think about this. Look, Davis Bertans, 2019 Davis Bertans was pretty good. 15 and a half points per game. Um, shot the three ball pretty well. 2020 Davis Bertans, 11 and a half points per game. Really not that great of a season. 2021 Bertans, 11. Or, or, sorry, this is the 2020 to 2021 because he sat out, I think, in the bubble season or something. Um, 
But anyways, this year's Davis Bertans. That's the 11.5 points per game. In the playoffs here, Mike. Game one, 14 points, 5 for 10 from the field. Respectable. Respectable. Game two, zero points. Jeez. Zero points. Game three, eight points. That is Davis Bertans. That's the guy that's getting paid. Uh, let me remind people what Davis Bertans' contract is real quick, Mike. Davis Bertans signed a five-year, $80 million contract with the Washington Wizards, including $69 million guaranteed. An average annual salary of $16 million to go zero points in a playoff game. That is an emphatic true, Michael. Davis Bertans is a giant bust. Now, I think that when you look at teams that sign these sharpshooters, I, I, now that contract is insane now, now that you look at it and how much of a bust he's been this entire postseason. Uh, and even later in the later in the regular season when we could have had some, some wins when he was shooting you know bricks off the backboard. I just think that, you know, there's only so much of a slump you can take from a guy that has that is a one-trick pony. You know that he is the type of guy that's going to go out there and shoot. No matter where he gets the ball, he's going to try to shoot a three. And that's the thing is he's just forcing things nowadays. And it's like, dude, you got to stop forcing a three. It, you know, try, try to figure out something else because there's a, a couple of threes, I believe, in the first game against the, the Sixers where he hit, like, the side of the backboard. Oh, so then, he, then he, like, airballed one. It's like, dude, what are you doing, man? Like you're the Latvian laser for a reason. You're you're, you're more so the Latvian squirt gun right oh, now. Oh, ding ding ding! You're not doing anything. <laughs> Got him. <laughs> you're not. Do- oh yeah, I don't. That Latvian make any sense squirt gun. I like it. I like it. Thanks, man. Uh, but yeah, giant bust. Total true. Total true. Scotty Brooks will be given an extension for the Washington Wizards. True or false? Definitely a true. I think he's. Ooh, I mean, not okay. not from no, me. No, no, I understand. Not I understand. You're not the one that's handing it out. I get it. I get it. I get yeah. It. Ted Leonsis has been known to stick with guys past when they should. Right. I mean, look at our, our main man, uh, Big Earn, uh, you know, Burton Ernie. That's I mean, a good point. He, he, he basically was the guy that stayed there for 15-plus years or whatever it was and, and just kept having losing seasons and kept on staying. And Scotty Brooks, I understand, you know, he could be a nice guy and all this kind of stuff, and he could be a decent coach. But there's so many other options that you could possibly have, and or at, from the college level, uh, you know, there, there's Becky Hammond and stuff like that. Like these type of people. I mean, I mean, I'm not saying they should hire Becky Hammond or, or a college coach, but I'm just saying there's options out there sure. that could possibly give you a, a whole new, you know, outlook on this team. Because right now, you know, going out there and, and you know playing pretty well and coaching all right, you know, near the late, later end of the season and getting an eight seed. I mean, that shouldn't get you an extension after all these years. So, I mean, hey, I think they're going to give him an extension, but I don't think he deserves one. Here is Scott Brooks's tenure here in D.C., Mike. Comes in, coaches the 2016-2017 season. You lose in the Eastern Conference semifinals. He went 49-33 and on the year. That was, I believe, the Celtics series loss there. Uh, the following year, Scotty Brooks takes this team 43-39. and They lose to the Raptors in the Eastern Conference in the first round. 2018, 32-50, don't make the playoffs. 2019, 25-47, and don't make the playoffs. And then this year, you get into the eighth seed, and you likely get bounced in the first round. Scott Brooks, I don't know what he has done to deserve an extension. Now, do I think they'll give him one? 
I think you're right. I think it's entirely <laughs> possible, especially with Russell Westbrook on this team. He's got the connection with Scott Brooks. I think you also might get the credibility of making taking this team to the playoffs, uh, even though, I mean, what's, what's the use of making the playoffs if you're just losing in the first round? But at the All same right. time, I think you're right. I think this is true, even though I really want it to be false because this team has gotten steadily worse ever since Scotty Brooks took over. Uh, mm-hmm. But I think you're right. I'm on the same page. Fourth one here. The Wizards would be down 0-3 in this series if they had a healthy John Wall instead of Russell Westbrook. True or false? I'd have to go with false. I mean, or I have to say go with true. Sorry. Okay, 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 okay. Uh, I would have to say true because of the sole fact that John Wall, him and Russ are, I would say, I mean, I don't know the exact numbers, but I would say they both are similar in their jump shots. It's not like John Wall was you know, scoring 32 points like Bradley Beal is shooting you know, 50% from the outside or something like that. I just think that they both have, you know, solid, uh, I guess you could say, uh, skill sets. I think Russ is a better rebounder than John Wall. John Wall is faster than Russ. uh, And also John Wall is a better passer, in my opinion, than Russ. But at the same time, you're looking at them both. And, you know, it's not like, you know, Russ did have, is having a bad series. You know, that's all you could say. But you're looking at John Wall and saying, like, you know, oh, if he's healthy, yeah, okay. But we were playing the Celtics and all that kind of stuff back then when he broke his hand. You know, this is a Sixers team. It's a number one seed in the entire conference. So, you know, that time, yes, we had a healthy John Wall, and he played lights out. But I think Russ and him have a lot of the same skill sets, even though Russ has the better stat uh, – I guess you could say stat output. I just think they both impact the team the same. The There is much bigger problems with this team than the point guard position. I'm with right. you. This team would get swept as well if John Wall was, was running the show at point guard. You got it. Again, those John Wall teams of old had guys like Otto Porter Jr., had guys like Kelly Oubre, had other scorers on the team. We don't have those guys. Uh, And next one, you trust Tommy Shepard to make the right moves this offseason. True or false, Mike? Do you trust Tommy? Uh, Honestly, I'm going to say false. Okay, okay. I'm, I'm, on the else I'm on the same page. There's nothing else to say because right now, I mean, you look. You just mentioned that Davis Bertans, uh, <laughs> a whole entire bus situation, and right now it's. I mean, it all starts with the draft number one, which we're not going to get a high draft pick because we made the playoffs and we're out in four games. But you're looking at it and saying, okay, he needs to make some type of move in free agency, and that's all you got to say. So we'll have to see what he does in free agency. I'm more so. Uh, you know, I know it starts with the draft, but I'm more so intrigued to see what he does in free agency rather than what he does in the draft. Because the draft, you never know if the guy's going to pan out. But free agency, you know there's guys out there that can help your team. There's a lot of free agents out there. There is, and we'll see what Tommy Shepard can do. I'm with you. I'm, I'm a false on this as well. I don't trust Tommy. I didn't trust Ernie. Do we um, trust the Wizards? I, I don't trust anybody <laughs> on this team. Uh, and so I, I, I'm going to have to say false. And last one here. The Wizards have the right guys to build around do they have that young core to build around true or false i would say true uh slightly true i mean just barely the needle just barely tilts to the true side mainly because they do have a nice uh, piece in rui hachimura who already they already talked about russ saying that he is having the the responsibility of bringing the best out of rui at this young age and you know Bradley Beal will see if he signs a long-term deal or whatever he wants to do at some point. And then Russ, I mean, he is getting older, but he's still putting up the stats. 
Uh, I just think, like I said before, I've been saying it for the last decade that they need to get a big man, uh, and I think that's the next piece they have to get because I do believe that you are right when it says or when you say that you have to get a lockdown defender like a Trevor Ariza or somebody of that nature. Uh, but obviously, Trevor, not Trevor Ariza anymore. The guy's 80 years yeah, old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you just have to get that guy. You have to get those two pieces to actually have a chance to compete in, at a high level. And right now, I think they do, but just barely enough. So we'll have to see what they do with this offseason. Yeah, I, I don't know, man. I mean, I like I I like Rui, I like Daniel Gafford, um, but the problem with Daniel Gafford is I just don't know if he can compete against the best centers in the league. Like you can see in this series with Embiid, he's being exposed. Um, yeah. It's not really his fault. He's a little bit, he's not as undersized. Yeah, exactly. He's a little bit undersized to Embiid. Um, he he's still young. He bites on every Embiid pump fake. A really skilled big man <laughs> like Embiid. Because the thing that makes Embiid so great is he has kind of the skill set of a guard, but in a big man's body. He has some tremendous right. footwork. He has good uh, shoot. I mean, he can shoot from outside. He can dribble the ball well. His moves are fantastic. So he can get big men who tend to not move that well to bite on his pump fakes and things like that. And like you said, you know the little step back jumpers and things like that that the, that the Wizards just have no answer for. I mean, that, a guy like Daniel Gafford get ex, gets exposed in that situation, just like he would against Jokic or somebody like that. So, I mean, as much as I love Daniel Gafford, I don't know if he's starting center material in the NBA. He's a great yeah. bench guy. I think he's the bench guy. Um, but is that what you're building around, is a, a, a backup center? I don't know. Yeah. And I don't even know if Thomas Bryan is the answer in that situation either. So. Well, I think yeah. I think honestly, Gafford's a fifteen to twenty minute guy. I think. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I think he should come in there and spell Energy whoever guy. the starter yeah. is. Exactly. Guy, the guy that comes in there, you know, and and dominates the second team of the opposing team. Right. So it's like he's not going to be that guy because you look at the stature between Gafford, Len, and uh, Lopez. And me and my co-teacher who used to play college basketball were talking about it the other day, and he was talking about how Embiid is so big that Lopez is the only one that can really match up with his size. Len can kind of you know help out with the defensive end because yeah. he's a little bit bigger. Gafford's the most athletic, but he's given up like sixty pounds. Sixty pounds. That's the so problem. it's like, yeah. I mean, and Lopez, that's an issue. Lopez can <laughs> guard him, but but Embiid is just too quick. That's the problem. Is right. They 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 run these pick and rolls on the outside, and uh, and then Embiid just blows by Lopez and yep. draws a foul or, or gets to the rim. So yeah, there's just no answer. There's just no answer. So I'm gonna say tentatively. False, really. I, I don't. I don't think the Wizards have the right guys. I think they have a couple really solid pieces. I don't think they have enough guys to build around. They need to draft well. They need to bring in some other assets. I mean, I'm always in favor of blowing it all up. So we'll see there. Yeah. That is the Washington Wizards. We will before we end the segment, Mike. Do the Wizards win Game Four? No. Okay. We're in. A, we're in a, <laughs> that's, that's, that's all. It's two, two left. We're, com- we're in complete agreement. Let's move on. The Washington. We're talking a little Washington Nationals baseball. We will continue the pity party as the Washington Nationals have won one of their last six games. And uh, they've got a big series looming. They got the Braves. They got the Phillies coming up. This fifth place in the NL East, uh, which is still kind of a division that's still pretty close, that they could fall back pretty far behind with these division games coming up. Um, I don't want to spend too much time on this team, but at the yeah. same time, I want to talk about the scenario that's been floated around by Nats fans on Twitter, and that is the trade deadline. And I want to know which guys on your on this roster do you believe, Mike, are untouchable trade-wise. Okay. 
So who are your so, untouchable guys? My untouchable guys. Now, I'm not going to go through the entire roster. I will pick out a few yeah, yeah, yeah. names. Um, and, uh, you know, not, not saying that you meant that, but like, kind of going it. through. Okay, List every um, single player on the 40-man roster. <laughs> no. Okay, I'm looking at the pitchers right now. Let's okay. just say uh, the pitchers. Now, Corbin, I would try to keep him because he's still young. He is having a rough year uh, in real life and also in MLB The Show. <laughs> um, actually, I should say that, too. I've been mentioned. I already got irritated earlier, and I texted you, um, but that was besides the point. But anyways, uh, Corbin, I still think you should keep him. Uh, I don't think you should really trade any pitchers for right now because the pitching is really not the biggest issue. I think the biggest issue is just the bats, as we talked about. Um, but could you, you trade in- a pitcher to get some more offense, Mike. You could, but what pitcher would you trade though? That's the issue because if you're if you're looking at possibly during the trade deadline, which pitcher is going to give you the most uh, either you know help now or they're going to give you prospects or something of that nature? Which pitcher would be bringing that haul? You're not going to trade Max Scherzer most likely at all. You're not going to st- uh, trade. Steven I'm trading Strasburg. Max Scherzer. Oh yeah, you, I'm sure you're. I'm, I'm sure trading you're, yeah, Max Scherzer. Scherzer. I, I, yeah, back I, to Detroit. I'm tell- no, not, not back to Detroit. I wish. No, no. I'm trading. I, I don't. I, the only guy that's untouchable for me on this pitching staff is Steven Strasburg. I think I, I'm fine with dealing any of these other guys. If this brings in offense or prospects or something, like the farm system sucks. You have a couple guys in the start. Okay, it doesn't completely suck, but Kate Cavalli, Jackson Rutledge are like the only two arms in this farm system right. that are good. And Rutledge isn't even pitching right now because he's hurt. So uh, if we can, in I mean, I just think. Uh, look, I love Max Scherzer. I would trade him. I would trade any of these guys. Give, well, give me he, assets. His contract's out, too. His exactly. contract's out, too, I know, so yeah. he could re-sign. So that, yeah. that's not a bad idea. Trade him but and then you, re-sign him. Right, exactly. And, and you're looking at the infielders. I mean, I, I think almost every single infielder, especially Ryan Zimmerman, he's definitely on my trade deadline <laughs> uh, situation. <laughs> but that's, a, sure. that's besides the point. I think the, I think the untouchable for the infielder right now is Trey Turner. I think it's the only one you can do. Possibly Luis Garcia. Or sure, Luis Garcia. Like Mr. Um, this is the Ryan Zimmerman shirt I got you. That you got me, what, five years ago? I think this was uh, the 2019 playoff run. I think I got oh, you. Because uh, I think there was a game where Ryan Zimmerman hit like a walk-off or something, and I said, I'm going to buy you a Ryan Zimmerman shirt because I know you hate him so much. And so uh, I've, I've been holding on to that shirt forever. So I hope you still fit it. Oh, hopefully. That's what I'm going to say. Hopefully I still fit well, that Hopefully thing. I did it. I bought you in uh, a, a, a little bit of good size here. Let's see. What did I do? Did I do XL? Yeah, I, I got XL. So I feel like, no, I should I feel be like to, you're I should be able to fit yeah. there. That's all right. Uh, and, and then outfielders, nah. I mean, the only one I would I would keep untouchable is Juan Soto. I mean, yeah, well, obviously. The, the yeah, thing about it is, yeah. is when you're looking at the schedule, they have to. I mean, I even said it last week that they have to start winning against the Brewers and the Reds, and they've gone one and five. So I mean, you're looking at it saying, okay, this is not a good sign. So no. I don't really know what's going on. And like you said, Juan Soto batting leadoff. I don't like it when when managers do that. They're like, oh yeah, let's put you know Bryce Harper doing leadoff, and so it's like it makes no sense. To yeah, it's 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 a weird thing. It's 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 trying to like because it, look, Juan Soto has not been hitting that well lately. Like let's just be honest, he's just not and. And it's not all his fault that the team's losing, but at the same right. time, it's like, man, it would be nice if one of the best hitters on the planet was was hitting well. But he's in a slump, and guys go through slumps. So I'm not even really worried about him. But, yeah, yeah. I, I'm with you. I don't really love – and we t- we've, we've talked about it on the show is that was one thing about Dusty Baker that we can give him credit for is Dusty Baker would keep the lineups pretty much the same. Whether it drove you crazy or not, he wouldn't move guys up and down the lineup. He would – 
He would give guys, because he thought the stability of guys knowing where they were going to be in the lineup every day was important. Mm-hmm. And I think there's right. something to that. And Juan Soto randomly batting leadoff, okay, yeah, are you really going to uh, you know, kick and scream because it happened in one game? No, but at the same time, I think you and I have the right to be like, hey, what are we doing? Is, is Juan Soto batting leadoff going to help us win baseball games? I don't think so. I think getting yeah. some other hitters around him are, are, is going to help win baseball games. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I, I don't really like the tinkering. The tinkering. Yeah, and then and then just looking at this the whole entire you know schedule, it just it just kind of irritates me when you're looking at the schedule and like I said, these teams that are not you know world beaters are are beating you you know night in night out. There there is situations where you're looking at it and saying okay you know they're in a little slump or you know a couple balls don't fall here or there or whatever it may be. But like I said before with this Milwaukee and Cincinnati series. I mean, you're playing four against Atlanta and three against Philly coming up. It's like you're on a, night, a long road trip. You just lost all these games at home. I mean, now you have to go on this road trip against a formidable opponent in, in Atlanta. Then you got to go against Philly, who Philly's always up and down. You never know what you're going to get from them. But at the same time, it's like you can't have your, your, your pitchers like Scherzer and Strasburg going out there and throwing, you know, you know four-hit baseball and you lose 4-1 to one somehow because, you know, I don't know, something happens in the later innings or you, you only get, you know, muster up three hits or something like that. You just can't have that situation happening. You're looking at the last four games that we've lost. We've mustered three runs in four oh, games. Oh, so bad. Three runs. It's four, so bad. And it's, now, I understand there's two that are seven-inning games, but in those two seven-inning games, Milwaukee scored ten. So, I mean, you're looking at it and saying, okay, what are we doing here? Like, you just can't have a situation like that where you have your, your top guys, Strasburg and Scherzer, go out there and pitch pretty good games, and you, you don't score a single run for them. It's a whole entire Jordan Zimmerman situation again. It's, 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 it's not good. I mean, you look at some of the stats. Here's some of the, the team stats in Major League Baseball. The Nats in RBI, Mike, are 28. In RBI, huh. only twenty. They are. Let's see. In batting average, they are not terrible. The Nats are actually. See, this is the weird thing. So the Nats are fifth in batting average. So they are getting hits and getting on base, but they're not driving in runs. Because then you look right. at. I mean, you look at the on base percentage again. The Nats are a top ten team in that. They're ninth in the league in on base percentage. So they are getting on base, but they just don't have the guys that are driving them. They're middle of the pack in slugging. Um, but in things like home runs, I mean, the Nats are 25th. So they're not hitting home runs, and they're not driving in guys with RBI. So there is a power issue here, especially when there's a team, or especially when this is a team where you brought in guys like Josh Bell and expected them to hit a bunch of bombs because the team's not walking either. They're 28th in walks. So the, this lineup is constructed to be a power-hitting lineup, and they're just not doing that at all. And, and that's, that's tough to watch. And then you look at, like, Team ERA, uh, the team is not bad. I mean, set, well, 17th, they're in the middle of the pack in Team ERA and things like that. Um, so bottom line is this team should be better than a fifth-place team in the division. I think we can agree on that. Um, right. That this, is, this team is – I mean, the NL East is not the big, scary division that everybody thought it might be. It's really kind of been a little bit mediocre. Uh, I mean – there's only one team above 500 in the NL East, and that's the Mets right now at 25 and 20. But the Braves 24 and 26, the Phillies 25 and 28, the Marlins 24 and 28, and the Nats 21 and 28. So it's not like this division is that good. So if the Nats could still, they're six games back of first place in the division. You have a couple good series in a row. Next thing you know, yep. you're in second or third place. But you made the point last time that eventually the time is going to run out for this team to make yes. a run. I mean, 
the the season where they were what sixteen and thirty four or something like that. We are nineteen and thirty two. I, th- I can never get the number right. <laughs> I think it's nineteen thirty one because it was fifty games. Okay, touche. So they are almost at the fifty game mark. They're twenty one and twenty eight. They're one game away from the fifty game mark, and they're twenty one and twenty eight. So that's the thing is. It, and that was a season where we kind of thought we're thinking the same thing. Like, they were last or, or second to last. They were having a pretty bad year, obviously. And they were able to turn around and at least snag a wild card spot. You don't want to for- have this team be forced to do the same thing. D- bring that magic again. I don't think they have the horses to do it. You don't have Anthony Rendon anymore. You don't have some of these other guys that were a big part of the turnaround. I mean, it's just, is Jordy Mercer going to be the guy to help this team turn things around? No. <laughs> they don't yeah. have the same talent. Um, so for me, as far as untouchable guys, besides Juan Soto and Steven Strasburg and Trey Turner, I'm pretty much up for trading anybody, yeah. honestly. Like, I would take anybody. I, I want to keep those three, and you could give me an entirely new team around those guys, and I'd be <laughs> perfectly happy. Right. Perfectly happy. And, and, and dating back to the Arizona game where I was talking about scoring runs, dating back to the Arizona game where we scored 17 runs, there's been 15 games. We've gone 6-9 and nine in the highest run output has been four. Oh, that's four against. Or excuse, excuse, besides the O's. Okay, game, yeah, I yeah, yeah. Say. Besides, besides that the O's, that's, that's, yeah. that, that doesn't count. Yeah. I'm playing in a, a double that's A team. A, yeah, little league uh, team. Yeah. yeah, so besides the O's, the biggest one has been four against that's Chicago. Horrible. That's horrible. I mean, even a team like the Tigers, who are a terrible team, they put up six on the Yankees today. I mean, even mm-hmm. bad teams are able to score runs and, and, and win games every now and then. And the Nats just aren't even doing that. The offense or correction, sorry, okay, five against Cincinnati, but still, still. They, they scored four, five, and then basically all threes across I'd the board. Still, yeah, exactly. But no, I think you made a great point though, in that you can't be just scoring three runs every time. You can't. Yep. You have to have more offense than that because these pitchers are busting their ass to try to win these games, and they're not. I mean, look, Scherzer lost the two-one game the other day, whatever it was in the mm-hmm. in the Cincy game. I mean, yep. your pitcher gives you two runs. That's a great outing. Any what is it? Three and under and seven innings is a quality outing, or six innings or something like that is a quality yeah. outing. I mean, if you can do that, you should be winning baseball games, especially if you have guys like Josh Bell, guys like Kyle Schwarber, and Juan Soto, the best hitter on the planet, and Trey Turner, underrated MVP candidate, and you're still not winning games. It's something's going. Somebody has. If Mike, if this team is still this bad at the end of June, somebody's got to lose their job or somebody's got to be traded, or something has to happen. Because yep. if we're still in fifth place at the end of next month, June, it's about to start, uh, I mean, and nothing else is done, then this is a, a big middle finger to the fan base, basically. Yeah, and, and that's a big thing as well. Is I mean, at some point, like you said, the clock is ticking. Because right now, like I said, we're, we're discounting the Baltimore game. You look at the last six games they played, the last two series against Milwaukee and Cincinnati at home. They have scored seven runs in six games. Now, when you're scoring a run a game, you can't win there. I mean, you just can't win. That's literally less than, what, 1.25 runs? Look at it's you, like 1 point, math whiz. 1.6. I, think All right, Rain I'm Man, guess one, settle down, Rain I'm Man. Gonna, I'm going to guess 1.7. How many toothpicks? Count the toothpicks on the ground. Well, divided by 6 is 1. 1. 1.16. I, 1. Uh, 6, well, I, I, I was on point. Use the calculator. I, 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 well, no, I guess, and then I tried to see I'm going to drop right. the toothpicks on the floor, see if you can count them all. Rain Man, uh, 372. Seen that movie, Rain Man? Yes, Tom okay. Cruise. Right. Yes, I've seen. Yeah, okay. It. I love when they go to the casino because I'm a gambling freak. Yeah, that's true. 
That's true. <laughs> I have <laughs> something I for that later, uh, a gambling-related thing. And, uh, and by the way, ju- just just for the sole fact sure. that they beat the O's, I picked up a nice 12-pack uh, of Na- natural bohemian. Natty Bows. Natty yes, Bows. Yes, Natty Bows. I got them just because you know, the, 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 the O's are on a 13-game losing streak, so the, the Nats might as well be too. Poor Orioles, man. <laughs> Poor, I mean, it's the, the Orioles stink. The Nats stink. My Detroit Tigers stink. No, no team that we like ever wins. Uh, last thing on the Nats before we end the segment is, what? G- give me a percentage chance of this team making the playoffs. Give me your percentage chance. I want to hear what you think. So now going to uh, 538.com that has all the percentage chances. I'm just looking at this right now, and I'm going to compare okay. it to that. Right okay. now they have 77 and 85 right now for the Nats, which <laughs> is an, al- an 11% chance to make the playoffs. Okay, okay. Oh, win- oh, okay. To- I thought you were saying 77% chance of making the playoffs. I was like, oh, no, 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 no. Okay, That's okay. a record. Okay, okay. And the run differential being in the negatives. Great. Um, right. But uh, 11% chance by them. Which honestly, to me, that's uh, that's that's saying that's something high. right now. That's I, high, right? No, I, think, I think the only I think the only reason they're saying eleven percent is because of the sole fact that the division has not been a runaway. Right, right, right. You're not you're not in a division with with the Dodgers or anybody of that nature. That I has mean, if this team was chance. in the NL West, their season would be done now because like yeah. you already know that okay, Dodgers and Padres and things like that, like those guys are going to be making the playoff. I mean, we'd be like, all right, well, we're done, we're done, we might as well go. Yeah. But because the NL East is not a runaway, like you said. There's still Nats fans out there that think we have a chance. What percentage? Yeah. What percentage? So 11% is 538. What is MikeSarone.com saying? I'm, I'm going to say a solid 10. 10%. Solid okay. 10. Yes. Okay. I'm going negative 100. <laughs> That's my percentage chance of this team making Can the playoffs. Can I put 10 bucks on that? Can if, I put 10 bucks on that? If the Nats make the playoffs, <laughs> if the Nats make the playoffs, I feel like I got to do something big. Oh, like what? I feel like I was... I was kind of thinking like tattoo related. Ooh, like if the, like a uh, like like a hidden tattoo. No, no. I mean, I have tattoos and stuff, so I don't mind showing it. No, I'm saying like, a, well, it's, I mean, if it's a, if it's like a, no. like a like a dare or something like that. That's what. But I'm saying like, if the Nats make the playoffs this year, do I get a tattoo of like their record at 50 games or something like that when I made this proclamation? Uh, or what are they at 20, 21 and 28? I think you. I think you get a tattoo of Josh Bell's face. Josh Bell's face. <laughs> if the Nats. Oh, but this is this is a little early for me making this bet because the Nats could or, win or, or, like or, the next two or Josh Bell's uh, Josh Bell's average and uh, maybe a quote from one of our podcasts. Talk to <laughs> me at at the halfway mark. Okay. At the halfway mark, and I, look, I'm not trying to build in more, but just because. The season's still so early. We haven't even hit 50 games. So talk to me at like 80 games. And then, so I'm saying it right now on the podcast. At 80 games, we'll make a bet. I'll I'll make a bet regarding the Nats making the playoffs or not. Um, And we'll we'll figure it out. We'll figure out the details there. But it'll be juicy. So stay tuned for that. Because I'm willing willing to do something. Because, hey, that means that the Nats have made the playoffs. and And, you know, I'd be happy about it. Um, but maybe something tattoo related. I, I, and yeah. just an FYI from 538.com right. again, we're giving them a shout out that uh, their percentage chance uh, for the Nats making the playoffs, the Nats are fourth, or excuse me, tied for third worst from the week one predictions Ooh. with the Orioles. They're tied with the Orioles, went down seven spots from week one. Yikes. And the worst is the Yankees and Diamondbacks, even though the Yankees are still 65% chance <sighs> of making the playoffs. Yikes. Yikes. But, um, not good, yeah, not good, so. not good. But we will, we, we'll talk <sighs> about the Nats. 
uh, over the next couple of weeks. And when we get to that 80-game mark, we'll, we'll come up with something. Uh, real quick, let's hit up the forecast. We'll talk about, I mean, there's only two teams in the district playing. Obviously, the Wizards uh, this week, they're down 3-0. Their game four is in D.C. on Monday. Will they win? Probably not. They'll probably be swept and be done. And then the Nats, the only team that will be left playing uh, for, the, for the immediate time being. Four games away at the Braves, three away against the Phillies. But uh, some other teams are playing. The Washington Mystics, of course, their season has begun. And D.C. United is playing as well. So, you know, as the summer continues and as the other teams wrap up, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about some of those teams as well to fill some time on the show, too, to, to give them their due um, with uh, some of the major teams out. Let's hit up the final lap, a chance to go over 90 seconds. Quick analysis on big stories in sports for Michael. Let's go. Chelsea beats Man City to win the Champions League. Michael, I watched this game. I know. I know. I saw you did watch that game. I did not watch it because my boys Real Madrid did not make it. So uh, didn't really care so much. Wow. Okay. Well, <laughs> Chelsea won. Uh, Kepka and DeChambeau, it's the, it's the biggest rivalry in sports right now, Mike. Yeah, I, I I would have to lean towards Kepka because I'm just not a big Bryson DeChambeau fan. I think he's so overrated. It's it's, it's unfair. Kepka did the little eye roll, the little sigh when Bryce yeah, walked behind. bombs. Yeah, it was uh, it was not pretty. Um, let's see. The Seahawks and the Falcons are discussing a possible Julio Jones trade. Who would they trade for Julio Jones? Because no idea. That would be a that would be an insane wide receiver core with Julio Jones, DK Metcalf, and Tyler Lockett. It looks sounds a little juicy. <laughs> Juicy. Uh, the Detroit Tigers. The Detroit Tigers. I can't even show there, the D. There it is. There swept it is. the New York Yankees this weekend, Mike. Nice. Okay. <laughs> there is a prop bet going out there. Uh, over under two and a half touchdowns for Tim Tebow this upcoming season. Mike, are you going over or are you going under? Two and a half. I would say over because I like overs, but at the same time, I saw a prop bet that said he would get 12 yards of receiving over under that. And I'm like, that's like two catches. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, I, I think he's going to make the team no matter what because him and Urban Meyer are so close. He's going he's gonna to get, he's gonna get one of those touchdowns. He's going to do the little knee, little Tim Tebow thing. What is it? Was it this? Yeah. Is that the thing where he puts uh, the fist on his forehead? I think, I think yeah, yeah Tebowing. Yeah, I keep Tebowing. Remember, our, that was big our, like, Griffin, like Griffin, 10 Griffin, years ago or whatever it was when he was doing that. Yeah. Tim Tebow. All right. All right, Mike, it's time. Ooh. Now listen to this. All right, sell in, sell in. This is the Settle reoccurring in. segment. Would Mike give up fast food and alcohol for a year? Four. Got it. This is, so I'm going off of a theme, the theme of, of something I used earlier for other things is the golden ticket, Mike, the golden ticket concept. But for this one, it is a Las Vegas golden ticket, and here's the stipulations. Ooh. You have 48 hours... You have room and board at your whatever your preferred hotel is in Las Vegas. Okay. And you have a card, a golden card of uh, unlimited funds for you to use at the casino for 48 hours. The limit, uh, okay, so it's not unlimited because that would be insane. But <laughs> let's say that really was let's say the limit on the card that you have free free money. It's all yours to use. We'll okay. say a hundred thousand dollars. No, no. Here we'll go quarter million. <laughs> Two hundred and fifty thousand oh. dollars is on this golden card that is yours to use or lose. Basically, like you don't have to pay it back. It is yours. It's on that card, and you can use it in the casino. 
for 48 hours, and uh, and that's the deal. That's the deal. You just have to give up fast food and alcohol for a year, and then you get to go spend two days in Vegas. You get two. So I get 125. Two hundred a day. Two hundred. No, a day. No. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. If you if you split it up into a day, sure, sure. Yeah. Um, trying to make up my math. Yeah, yeah. So you have two days, and you have that amount of money to bet as much as you want for those couple days. Um, but once that money runs out, it's out. Like it's not like if you bet all two hundred fifty thousand, one roulette wheel spin, you're done. Oh, I know you wouldn't do that. I know you wouldn't do that. But um, <laughs> would you give up fast food and alcohol for a year for that opportunity? Well, to be honest with you, I mean, <laughs> I would have done it for fifty grand. Oh, so, yes, okay. I would. Def- I would definitely do. So that I've got it. Then. <laughs> Yes, All I would right. definitely. Do that. I would do that in a heartbeat. Okay, I okay. love number one. I love Vegas. Number two, free money is that much sweeter. And number three, I can sit there and 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 with the oxygen pumped through my blood right. in the casinos, I can literally oxygen. just sit there. Hey, honestly, giving that fast and alcohol for a year, if I get it back after a year, that that that's great. And right. if I can sit there and make fifty grand, I'm mean, fifty fifty grand richer. And all I did was not eat, you know, Taco Bell and 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 drink rum and cokes for a year. So I know. The key to Michael's heart is the gambling. That yes, is, is the like, key, and that is I've unlocked it, and now I have found what Mike would give up fast food and alcohol for a year for. I mean, yeah. I feel I feel good about this achievement. I feel a little sad that I have finally found the way in, and yeah. now I need to come up. I don't know if I continue this game. I don't know if I start with a new game. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I'll think we'll about it. I'll think about it, but Mike, I know we have the game that you and I have been playing for a while now. Yes. And that is the, the DC Sports Trivia game. And uh, I believe I'm undefeated on this. We were talking about I it think before you, I the think show. you are 2-0. I, I have given you some tips, but at the same time, you're yeah, not a, a, a hardcore time, fan. Right, so. right. I mean, I step on the NBA court, they're going to let me shoot a couple shots, open shots. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You're like the team manager back in high school where, where they let him in for okay, the last like, 30 that. seconds of the, about of the game. <laughs> okay. All right. So here you go. You got to know Washington sports trivia game for Mr. Ben Simpson. Another WFT slash Redskins question. The opposite of my wheelhouse, I'd say. Yes. I, I asked you beforehand, should I give you a different sport? And you're like, yeah, just, so just I've do what gotten, you want to do. The ones I've gotten right, I believe the answers were like Pierre Garçon and, and Brian, and Brian Mitchell, Mitchell's team, the, the team which was the Eagles. Eagles. Right, yeah. So yep. I've gotten uh, – those are my 2-0. Oh. Okay. Okay. So we will. I will switch sports up for next week. Sure, that's but fine. This is the last uh, question for this card that I have. In 2009, what Redskins rookie linebacker recorded a hundred, or not a hundred, uh, 11 sacks and earned a reserve spot on the NFC Pro Bowl team? So in 2009, what Redskins rookie linebacker recorded 11 sacks and earned a reserve spot on the NFC Pro Bowl team? Okay. There's a couple. I will give you one. I give you one question that you can ask me, and I will tell you the answer. Yes or no? Okay. Yes or no actually, question. I have a great question. Is it a white guy? Nope. Okay. 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 That's good. Uh, not, not that that's good. I just mean like that's <laughs> that's that helps me because. All right. Okay. We're, we're, there we go. I, right. I'm I am gonna go with Brian Arakpo. <laughs> yes. Oh, boom. Correct. I mean, boom. So here's the thing. I was going, yes. but to, the two names. Oh yeah, let me play the the, the coins here. Oh, there you oh, go. Right. Get I mean, I'm three. Get the Mario I mean, Mario Kart coins. I I'll tell you one thing, people. Is I, I know we're doing a DC sports podcast. The Washington football team is the team I know the least about of the four yep. teams that we do shows on. And that's right. uh, I mean, I'm three and zero in Washington football team questions, and that's incredible. So the two guys that were in my mind was I was like, okay, was Ryan Kerrigan on this team that early? Like, was he somebody that could have been in the mix there? 
And then I was like, I, be- I believe Ryan Kerrigan was after Iraq, but I think he was a right. year or two after. Right. Iraq. So I wasn't sure about it. And then I was like, I remember. I mean, I re- I know Brian. I mean, I here's the thing. I watched the Redskins play, so like I knew like some of these guys. And Brian Arakpo, I knew was dominant. Um. So wow. I I mean, I'm just so impressed with myself. Uh, now, question. Question. Yeah, yeah. Which Which college did Brian Arakpo get drafted from? Oh man. I mean, almost no chance of getting this right. Big 12. Um, I mean, I, I don't know if I could even tell you teams in the Big 12. Um, <laughs> You're a Big 10 I'm guy. I'm a Big 10 guy. That's my wheelhouse. Big 12, what, Texas? Correct. <laughs> I mean, what the hell? I need to go to <laughs> Vegas. <laughs> Let's go to Vegas. $250,000. Gold card. Let's I'll, go. I'll give you some. Oh I'll give you some God. of that. How did... I don't know, man. I, this uh, Texas. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> Come on. I need to go on Jeopardy. I need to go on Jeopardy. Shout out Alex Trebek. Rest in peace. <laughs> Money line time. Cha-ching. All right. Last week, we took a little break from money line because it was a different type of show. If you listen to last week's show, it was live on the air. We didn't do all of our same segments. It was mainly just a caps recap, a little bit on the whiz. So it was a little different. But we're back into the money line, the picks of the week. Uh, records right now, again, I'm 6-8. and eight. Mike is 7-7. Seven and seven. He's 500. I'm 6-8. and eight. We're right there. It is. We are competing. Right um and uh, I didn't even notice this because I didn't look at your picks. Mike and I have the same lock, um, <laughs> so that's good. Nets over Celtics on Tuesday. We both have that. Um, so that just shows, like, you know, we're, we're smart guys if we're both picking the same thing. Um, for our upsets, though, um, I'm going to say Grizz over Jazz. And, I, I, and I'm, I'm afraid to make this pick, but at the same time, I'm like, I got to go with it. I got to go with it. I like the Grizzlies. I watched their game last night. I know the Jazz are the better team. They're going to win the uh, the series, but the Grizzlies are really fun to watch. John Morant randomly could get hot. I mean, let's say he puts up 55 on Monday, and next thing you know, the Grizz get the dub. So Grizz over Jazz on Monday. Well, I also told you uh, multiple times that I thought that uh, Giannis should have gone to the Grizz because of their young star lineup. Uh, and, uh, you know, they had a good core, and that's why they're showing it against the Jazz. Now, they're, like you said, they're not going to beat the Jazz, no. um, you know, with the series, but they did win a game, and we, we might see them on Monday. That was going to be a close to my upset pick as well. Now, my upset picks have been over basically the entire se- season so far. My locks have been locked. Yeah, that's, what, that's why you're 500. Yeah, they've been awful. Um, but I will start with my lock, Brooklyn over Boston, as you mentioned on Tuesday. And my upset, because I'm drinking a nice, uh, cold, natural bohemian, uh, I'm going to go with the O's for the third straight week. Is that even an the upset? Have... What's the record? It is an upset. I did look it up. Uh, uh, I'm going to twi- double check. I'm going to cross-reference you. So Twins well, are 21-31. Well, and 31. Orioles yes. are 17-36. and 36. Okay, yes. Technically an upset the, of two so of the tomorrow, worst teams in baseball. Tomorrow, well, I had to have a chance. I know, I know. Uh, tomorrow, uh, they also the Baltimore's also lost thirteen straight. But then, to be so, fair, Minnesota has won. Something's got to give. Minnesota's won seven of their last ten. So yeah, I mean, shout out to yeah. the Twins back on the winning winning streak. And also, Michael Pineda is is, is pitching on Tuesday. My guy. So I have him in fantasy. I'm, I'm, That's my guy. I'm hoping. I'm hoping that he uh, struggles a little bit. Maybe Trey Mancini gets a couple bombs in Camden Yards. No, 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 no! Don't um, say that. Don't say that. I need my guy Pineda. I need my fantasy. I need to pick. get an upset pick. I, I need to get an upset All pick right. at some point. All I mean, right. let's be honest here. That's my fantasy team. Big League Chew. That's what. That's the name of my team. Ooh, Big, I like Big League that. Chew. I mean, Baltimore has screwed me like last like two or three weeks, and I'm just trying to get. I'm just trying to win one upset pick with them. I get it. I, mean, I get it. That's a good. pick. It's not good. I mean, something's got to give though. Something's, something's got to give. That's a good movie. Um, <laughs> by the way, in fantasy baseball, Mike, I've won three in a row, three weeks in a row, and I just want to point Beautiful. this out. I don't think we've talked about it on the show, and I know we're wrapping up, but. 
I am the fantasy god this past year, Mike. I won in fantasy yeah, football. Mm-hmm. I won in fantasy basketball. I'm going for the elusive triple crown and winning in a championship in fantasy baseball. If I pull that That's off, impressive. I mean, I deserve uh, a parade in my honor. Yeah, I, we'll call the town. I, I I don't I don't know who to call. You live but yeah. you live in Herndon now. Let's call Lisa Merkel. Shout out to Lisa Merkel, the mayor of Herndon. And let's uh, oh, let's get this thing arranged. I didn't, I didn't know Herndon had a mayor. Well, you live here now. You better pay your respects. Uh, I'm paying HOA fees for for a pool. God, yeah, HOA. Uh, that's, not, that's not that's not open. HOA yet. fees. Yeah, they they dinged us for some green moss or something on our fence. That's like there's not even a path behind. So in our backyard, it just is uh, woods. So there's no like it's like a fence and then it's woods. It's Narnia. So there's no like there's nobody like walking behind there because there's no path or anything. It's just the woods. Yeah. But some for some reason when HOA comes around and does their inspection, they go back there. They saw they spotted some sort of green discoloration on our fence and they dinged us for it. So now we have to go buy some chemicals and spray it on the fence to fix it for something that nobody can see except for yeah. HOA once a year when they come around. Well, I love it how my HOA hasn't changed a single bit, and basically they said, "Hey, we're not going to open up the gym because we're having legal counsel uh, talk to us about that." Oh. And I'm like, "The gym hasn't been open f- since like last summer, and the pool is not opening yet Ooh. because they're still waiting on the pool." I'm like, "What am I paying Our for?" Our pool's here? opening. Like, I'm, I'm, you get this. Our pool's opening, and the rules are you have to be ten feet away from somebody else in the pool. I don't even understand. That's not even the law in like the world. <laughs> like, how is that, like, how is that possible? Like, where did, first of all, we're out. I mean, look, we're not turning into COVID thing, but at the same time, first of all, we're outside. Second of all, like, not even in the world is there a rule about being ten feet apart from each other. It was six feet, and that was like six months ago. And now they're like, you don't even yeah. have to do that. And now, it, it, my my pool says you have to be ten feet away from each other in the pool. What? How are we even going to fit more than ten people in the pool if we're all ten feet I, away? I, I, uh, yeah, exactly. That's, that's like my we're point. Playing Minesweeper. You... you know Minesweeper <laughs> on the computer? Oh, you click yeah. the thing? I love that. That's I know how to I, I it took me ten years to learn how to play it, yeah, but I, I still I, don't I, know I what it. the numbers mean. <laughs> um but uh yeah, I don't understand these rules. Uh, shout out to HOAs. Just terrible. Yeah. Terrible. And uh last last little bit here. Um I have I have a question. Do you like oysters? Actually I'm I, so I like fried oysters. Um I'm not a big fan of the standard like regular oysters like the raw ones. The raw ones. I'm not I mean I I'll, I would eat them and not like get sick or anything like be weird about it, but I'm more of a fried oysters guy. I mean okay. I'm a fried anything guy, let's be honest. Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, I've had I've had them you, you do the little <laughs> and you you suck them down. <laughs> you put a, That's what you do. What do you what what do you, what do? You do? <laughs> uh cuz you and here's the thing you 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 squirt a little like sauce on it, like maybe a little hot sauce or tabasco or whatever. Yeah, is that okay? And then you okay. just <laughs> And you just suck them down. So, yeah. <laughs> let's just let's let's just keep let's keep doing this the noise. Yeah, wh- why did you have oysters so, yesterday? Yeah. So why why I thought I liked them. Okay. My girlfriend she they're kind of snotty them and stuff like that. They have the consistency <laughs> of snot. Okay. <laughs> okay. That's okay. That's a, that's a good. I didn't way mean they it. were snotty like snobby people eat them. I mean it's yeah, true yeah, yeah. too though. But yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But 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 she she said um, that they're like hey why don't you try these and like the guy was talking to us about something or another. And uh, sorry, she's listening right now in the other That's room. Right. She's sending me the uh, the gif of uh, uh, the White Chicks movie with uh, Terry Crews uh, doing the oysters. Oh, right. Anyways, okay. um, do you remember that? Yeah, uh, I mean, yeah. yeah. Okay, good. So anyways, uh, besides the point. So the funny thing is is that I, I, like, I love seafood. And I thought I had Same. an Same. oyster before or something like that. I'm, I believe I did. But, you know, I had it last night. And I just like, it just gave me this weirdest reaction where I was like, I just took a bite out of sand from Ocean yeah, City. Yeah, it, it, it's just, very, I, it's very like from the sea where like it tastes like the ocean a lot of yes. the time. And then like, 
it's not it's not appetizing. I don't know why people like it so much because it, it's like I said, it 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 has a consistency of snot. Um, I don't mean to gross everybody out, but it does. And then like it tastes like you're just drinking sand. Yeah, you're right. Like you're drinking <laughs> sand, and and it's not like it fills you up. You have to eat like twenty three of them to like ha- be full. Yeah. So, yeah. but fried oysters and, are pretty good. I, again, try some of those. Yeah, I haven't. Ha- I, I might have had a fried oyster before. I'm not exactly sure, but I thought I had oysters before, and apparently not. Uh, apparently, apparently not. I'm not a big fan of them, no. but uh, I definitely like the other uh, the other bits that we had. Oh, the other bits dude, I love seafood. Night. No, no. I mean, yeah. Throw. You know, my favorite. One of my favorite things. <laughs> we will have the show at some point, but one of my favorite dishes is at an Italian restaurant. You get the one. Where they give you a pasta and with all this different seafood in it, where they throw the clams in it and the shrimp in there, True. and like yeah. all, I think it's like pasta de mare. I think that's literally what it is, like pasta. In oh, the is steak. that what it's called? Yeah, and it is. <laughs> and they like throw in all this different seafood in there, and it's it's always really expensive, but it's always delicious, dude. Because I love clams and all that stuff, dude. Yeah. It's so good. So people good. make fun of people who eat crabs because literally you're not eating like at all like anything because the, the meat is so small. Not like crab Stop. legs, but like yeah, you yeah. know blue crab. Right, right. Which, but it's but it's it's more of a conversation conversational type of right, food. But it's still and good. I love, I, mean, I love crabs. Yeah, I mean, crabs, lobsters, all that stuff, dude, is so good. It's so no, I'm yeah. a big seafood guy. You and I need to go to like Long John Silver's. That's a, oh, are those man. still around anymore? Yes, they are. Okay. They're just they're just hidden because yeah. no one ever goes yeah, to them. Yeah, it's just a, it's just one guy like in his house or something. <laughs> That's yeah, what yeah, it is. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. Yesterday I saw a BJ's wholesale, and I was like, I didn't even know those were still around. I didn't know either. I didn't know either. Yeah. But uh, who shops? There? But yeah. Who, who would get? Who would, who would get a membership? There? I don't know. Shout out to BJ's. Uh, <laughs> BJ's uh, sponsor of the show. Sponsor of the show. Shout out to Long John Silver's as well, and uh, shout out to you guys for listening to this point. We are just about done here on the DC crossover, Mike. Before we go, any pieces of advice or final thoughts for the fans at home? Uh, don't eat. Nope. I guess your advice is don't eat oysters. Well, <laughs> no, that's not my advice. Some people like oysters. Yeah, to me, it was just <laughs> yeah. people that like drinking snot or whatever. I mean, do you really want to consume your food? Like, like, do you really want to do that? No. No, nah, nah. Well, I tried to do it the first time, and I got all the watery oh, bit first. Man. So it it just it, it felt like I I just got like you know you get like in one of those like rip currents in like Ocean City or something like that, and all of a sudden yeah. like you're just eating sand in the bottom of the ocean because you can't get up. Yeah, your ears uh, clogged would, for two weeks. Yeah, it felt like that. It felt like you're you're you're, you're gritting your teeth with sand. There's sand. I mean, there's sand everywhere. <laughs> yeah, that's that's why the beach sucks. Go to a pool. Pool's better. No no oysters. Just go to the. Not pool. your pool though. You can't fit yeah, there. Yeah, I got one of ten ten feet. I take up like half the pool. <laughs> Nobody's gonna be allowed in. Diet starts to, uh, Tuesday. By the way, diet starts Tuesday. Ooh. I put. I, I I've, I've just been packing it on. Um. Me, anyways, final thoughts. Final thoughts. We got to We got to wrap this up. Uh, what's your? Give me. Give me something. Uh. Um. Man, I, I I can't I can't help you there. But well, <laughs> that's all my thoughts right now. All right, that's all right. Hey, that's what oysters do to you. Natty Bo, um, go get a twelve pack for ten bucks at Total Wine. And yeah, we're sorry for the Wizards fans at home that have to watch the series and watch this season. Uh, this uh, game four loss coming up. Shout out to Frank Hanrahan who was on the the contender yesterday as we record the Saturday evening after the game. Did a little post game show. I tweeted at him. Got he talked about my question on the air. No big deal. Humble brag. Um, please Ooh. follow the show at the DC Crossover and at Cerrone16. Uh, subscribe to the show on Spotify, on iTunes, wherever you catch your podcasts. We are there. Rate review as well. 
Um, and then always, catch us on thecontender.com. It's a fun thing. There's a lot of new shows on there. There's a new show joining the network, I think. So um, yep. if you like live sports talk, D.C., Chicago, all the good stuff, go to thecontender.com on your phone, on your computer, whatever. Just throw it on in the background while you're working and or pretending to work like me. Um, and uh, just, yeah, just throw it on in the background. Enjoy Sports Talk. Mike and I's voice is on there on Tuesdays and throughout the week. Um, and besides that, people, enjoy the rest of your Memorial Day weekend and your week after the holiday, which is always just terrible having to come back to work after a holiday. Um, shout out to Long John Silvers. We'll see you next time. We'll wrap up the show. We'll see you next time. This has been another episode of the DC Crossing.